Hello and welcome to this special podcast episode brought to you by the Treasury Today Group. I'm Meg Coates, Joint Publisher and Head of Operations. This episode explores some of the highlights from our recent Women in Treasury EMEA Forum, which took place in September this year. Joining us on the day were Kemi Bellarin, Head of Treasury Europe at GXO Logistics. I made a couple of big decisions during the pandemic. I mean, my timing can be impeccable in inverted commas. I think my beast mode gets activated with disruptions, hence my decisions. Yang Zhu, Senior Vice President, Global Treasurer and Corporate Development at Kraft Heinz. I think a treasury is such a space where uh, you're either falling in love <laughs> or you quickly decide that you want to venture around. Kara Savas, European Regional Head of Sales for Global Banking Clients, Global Liquidity and Cash Management at HSBC. I'm really ruthless about where I spend my time, right? The types of challenges I take on. And Priyanka Rath, Head of Global Liquidity Product Solutions Specialists, Treasury Services at JP Morgan. Treasurers, CFOs, that was my calling. I just absolutely love being in liquidity. I love the quantitative edge it brings to the table. And working with like talented colleagues, people from the industry and fraternity, and also like the treasure fraternity that we work with is, is something which excites me. Over the course of the day, we had a lively discussion, live polling of the audience, and an interactive QA session. Here's just a sneak peek at some of the highlights from the day. Kemi, I want to speak with you about the importance of representation and also how we can all be active agents of progress. I mean, one of the things that I love is that we can have much more frank conversations around certain issues like race and sexuality. Um, why is representation important? And what, what would you recommend that we all do if we want to be progressive? Thanks, Sophie. I mean, why is representation important to me? I tick many boxes in a community that is widely described as the underserved community. Um, arriving back in the UK from Nigeria in the 90s, I was aspirationally activated, if I can use that word, but quickly observed that there were very few like me where I wanted to be. Um, things are a lot different now. So when asked why representation matters, I would say um, we can only be what we see. Everybody should have characters or images that they can relate to. It helps us to embrace our cultural diversity without representation of all races, gender, sexuality. Some stories are actually missing. Um, without equal representation as well, some people would feel like they aren't heard or seen. And finally, to me, representation is just realistic. It reflects the community we live in. And this leads me into the second part of your question, Sophie. You know, how can we be active agents of progress in this space? As you know, and I think I've mentioned that in you know, a couple of webinars that we had before, there are two key aspects to this. One is visibility. Um, in my corporate journey, I often wondered how different my story may have been or could have been if I had a network of people who looked a bit like me. Um, for that reason, I've chosen you know, to be the representation for the now and the future. So if we're talking about visibility, I say visibility matters, and that is a key component of making progress in this space. 
and disability as it relates to members of the underserved community. We have a role to actually step up and be seen. We have a role to stand on a pedestal and to show the ones the now and the future that there's somebody like you in this realm, there's somebody like you in this profession. And, and that would help, that would help encourage as, as, as human beings, I always refer to that, you know, we, we're programmed to actually work together in a group. And if you can't see somebody like you in a group, you begin to, you know, ask yourself questions around, oh, maybe that's not the right group for me. Maybe that's not the right company for me. So visibility for us is very important. And that is a self-appointed role. This is something that we need to do in order to advance progress um, in, in, this, in this aspect. The second key component to me is allyship. Again, you know, yes, we can do as much as we want to do in terms of visibility. We can we can announce to say, yeah, we are here. You've got a Nigerian in this company, you have someone of Ugandan ancestry in this company, you have someone of Indian um, origin in that company. Allyship is very important because it's all about collaborative efforts. It's all about working together towards a common goal of building a truly, truly global community, a community that is intersectional, a community that is inclusive, and a community that is representative of every aspect, every race, every gender, every culture that is um, within the community. So yes, visibility, number one. Number two is allyship. Those are the two key components for me to advance progress in this area of representation. Yang, I know I'm so grateful to you. You've given a lot of your time and your insight to support our community during this time. What made you decide that you could do this and how do we balance giving to our community with other responsibilities that we've got? I know it's tempting for women to really want to help everybody um, and bite off more than you can chew. It is true. I think all of us, we're a worker, we're a mother, we're a daughter, we're a wife, we're, we have to be everyone for every, everyone else. And oftentimes we are the one who gets, you know, lost in, in the midst of giving. <laughs> and there are certain things I think people prioritize differently and they're very personal to, to each one of us. I think all of us who feel passionate and wanting to spend the time to be here, as an example, being other events or situations where we can offer a couple of, you know, experiences, and a couple of helping hands is because we believe in it. So the cause, the, the women treasury, first of all, is it's helping us to advance the voice of women, help us to advance the diversity and inclusion. And it's in a space I love, it's in treasury, right? Where I see very few little women. I'm very encouraged that all of us are women here <laughs> on the screen. And I'm very encouraged that we have um, lots of the women representation coming to this event. We have a male allies, but this is something we believe in. It is something you believe in, you find it easier to prioritize. And if you don't, then it's very difficult because everyone's time is a premium. I think that's why we could prioritize things. I pushed up a couple of very important meetings and I'm sure many of you do the same. And because I think this is a priority, uh, this is number one, I believe in it. And number two, I also think me personally, I am where I am because I have got good advice and helping hands in the community to support me. And because of that, I also think whatever we're talking here, if it resonates to some of our audiences, to some of us, and to really to have the supporting system for ourselves, I think it's, it's as beneficial for me and as beneficial for the rest of us. 
And I think it helps all of us so that we realize we're not in this alone. We have a voice and we can ask advice along the way because we, we, I don't get everything figured out. And I'm happy when I listen to Priyanka, the character, Kemi today, I'm learning a lot of things. I'm taking notes along because I benefit from it. And I also realize sometimes just one or two things, little things, if it resonates to us, it can absolutely make a difference in our career choice, in our life choice. And if it's the case, it's a fantastic thing, isn't it? We're changing the trajectory of someone's professional, personal life. And that's something noble. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, I think I've asked the same questions around diversity, equity and inclusion and personal experiences to hundreds and hundreds of people now. And there's, there's never a conversation where I don't learn something new or feel and a kind of supported or seen in a different way as a woman. So I think you're so right there. Cara, I want us to think about other moments where we might say no as well. I mean, what, what have been some of your experiences of advancing those standout moments of either accepting or, or saying no to something? I love this question and because I think women in particular are very bad at saying no. And one of the things I try to help, you know, more junior people understand is, you know, where to focus your time and the types of activity that you do to make sure that you're really, I'm really ruthless about where I spend my time, right, the types of challenges I take on. And and I think that you have to focus on priorities that have the biggest impact in your organization. And oftentimes they're not the nicest things to do, but they're what you should really stand up and more than say yes for nearly volunteer for, right? A lot of the time I feel like in the past you get comfortable because you know something really well and you become really expert at it. So you're kind of left in the corner doing it forever, you know, very reliable but it's when you stretch yourself to do something different that I think you have the most impact. So for me, it's things like taking on international assignments. I mean, I went to the US uh, in a previous role to manage a team that was in bits, right? You know, they'd lost a lot of people. The industry was a shambles. The sector was a shambles. But I took that on and built it and got it back into shape, you know, and People, mentors warned me, you know, this is a really toxic environment, don't go there. But I knew I could do it. And that belief that I had in achieving it. So I really want, you know, in my career to advise people to really be careful about how you spend your time and, and how you focus your energies, right? And, you know, take on things that broaden your experience, take on the tough jobs. You know, that's where you'll really stretch yourself and learn. Awesome. Yeah. And I also wanted to add something there. I spoke with a lady called Shireen Daniels that we've just profiled who runs an HR consultancy. And we were talking about, as you said there, things that are going to broaden your horizons. But I also think saying no to things that aren't going to, because especially at the moment, I think a lot of companies I've noticed are setting up steering committees and so on. And they often come to women or to people of colour and are asking them to lead them. They take up a lot of time. They're not compensated. And sometimes it can take you away from getting ahead on your path. And so I wanted to mention that today. And that was a good connector because I think putting it on the shoulders of people who are already overburdened and less likely to be getting those promotions is something that I think we need to be a bit a bit aware of amongst ourselves and I um, think that sorry Sophie that switch in mindset is critical for people mid-career right it's not just accepting everything and being the good girl and doing what you're asked it's about looking at how much contribution you have to give yeah. And where's the bang for the buck, right? Both for you personally and the organization. 
And I think during the pandemic, you know, everybody was flat out. But to be able to look at a situation and, and pick out where you can really contribute, if someone else can do it as well as you, I think let someone else do it. Priyanka, I want to talk to you about why we find community spaces critical. And I think particularly over the last couple of years. Thank you, Sophie. I think it is absolutely imperative and necessary. And, and Sophie, you and I spoke about this before. I think nearly like a few decades back, actually, women didn't even have the right to vote. And women of colour actually got their right to vote much later. It was because the suffragists decided to come together as a community and they wanted to change something and make a difference that all of us are in a different place today. And I think Kamala Harris mentioned it. She said, every one of us is standing on the shoulders of women from previous generations. So when we create a community, we create a sense of belonging, we drive towards a certain purpose. It is laying the foundation and the cornerstone for many generations to come. That's that's how I absolutely think about it. And they're imperative because it's part of generally looking up and you know seeing so many accomplished women treasures and thinking that, well, if they can do it, so can I. And, and representation matters. It, it truly does. But beyond that, it is your own network. It is understanding and getting some valuable piece of mentorship advice from someone. And, and like in, in this panel, we had at least you know few pearls of wisdom shared. And beyond what Yang was saying, I also feel that there are specific treasury courses which are tailored. And someone from your network or that community could put you in touch with someone who can refer one of those courses to you. And that is helpful. So if you are in financial reporting as an example, maybe doing an association of corporate treasures course or doing something which will add to your skill set, along with leveraging your current and past experience could give you that edge to make your way back into treasury. So all these communities attune themselves to building that journey for every individual that is part of that community. So I think absolutely imperative. It's there for bringing together like-minded individuals who genuinely want to help and benefit from each other's experience, advice, wisdom. I think the more, the better. I'm a member of at least a couple of these. I also do women in payments and we have few organizations within JP Morgan, which I'm a senior sponsor on. I think it's it's imperative and, and I'm generally, I believe and I'm passionate about it. So yeah, absolutely imperative. Awesome. And I think particularly if you're in an organization where there isn't a lot of representation of people who are similar to you, I think coming to a community space where you can feel seen and heard is so important. I've definitely seen that there's an emotional function of this as much as there is professional guidance that I find quite beautiful to watch. Thank you to our panellists, Cara, Kemi, Priyanka and Yang for being part of the conversation. Thank you to our sponsors, HSBC and JP Morgan. And finally, a big thank you to you all for joining us on the day. Thank you for listening. To hear more of our podcast episodes and to discover all our other audio content, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.